Hello my friends and thank you for joining me once again for the concluding part in our series exploring tarot and its use as a tool for divination and spiritual growth. So if you have joined me for me for part one or part two, you'll understand this as kind of a little exploratory session, just feeling out how, what we feel, feel about tarot, what our assumptions about tarot are, and starting to glean some sort of wisdom and some sort of guidance from the cards. So you'll kind of join us. We are good friends exploring tarot together. Of course, there is no one set true way to explore tarot, but the way we are doing it, we are all asking a question surrounding a struggle that we're having in our lives at the moment and just seeking to find some sort of wisdom and guidance from the cards. So if that sounds of interest to you, please stick around. I'll be back next week with a history of tarot, so a hopefully fairly in-depth history on tarot, where it came from, how it came to be associated with the occult and divination and its origins as a parlor game. So if you're interested in the history of tarot as well as its application, I encourage you to stick around next week. But if that is not quite your thing, we will have upcoming a series on vampire and the history of the vampire. So if you're interested in more the paranormal side, stick around for that. I think you'll enjoy it. But let's get on with it, shall we? So my question of the tarot deck is... Am I going to at some point feel like I am a grown-up? <laughs> Will it ever stop being that I feel like a child not knowing what the fuck is going on, surrounded by everyone else who does? Back again, so uh, just me left, I think. So I think I asked my question, didn't I, about will I ever feel like I am a... A grown-up is it ever gonna be a point where I feel like I'm a, I'm a grown-up I know what's going on and um, because I feel like everyone else around me kind of knows what's going on and they got their shit together so I'm wondering is that ever gonna happen for me let's find out what the cards say it just says no um... is it the child of childs it is the ten of cups by the looks of ten of cups let us consult the tome. Ten's a big number. That, that could be... Ten is a big number. So the... Um, see, the suits work in a similar way. If you... The more you study the cards, you'll see that there is, again, like, there's a kind of structure to the order of these in that like, they're sort of... They come after each other and it's all, again, to do with the spiritual journey that a person can undertake. Um, I'm just trying to find the cups. There we go. Cups, 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 cups. I have a... Um... Look at the questions that we've asked. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, these questions are going to be pertinent to the individual. You know, am I going to be successful? Am I going to be, you know, happy? You know, that kind of stuff. And I think that's like a totally normal question to yeah. ask of oneself. Because yeah. you are, you know, in, in, even in this environment, you are asking. Yeah, you're asking it of yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which is fine. One of my absolute favorite, and obviously you've heard it a million times, you too, like specifically. One of my all-time favorites is um, the sins of the father are told by the son, mm -hmm. which I think find so powerful. Like, just, I just, I, I love that. Um, but what that also implies is, does that son 
have that connection with the father. Mm. So when you ask that question, um, it's interesting because I immediately conjures up to me your parents, mm. my parents, your parents. Have, have they ever asked the question, when will I ever feel like an adult? Because you are an adult. Mm. We are adults. And I think the idea of asking oneself and thinking, you know, when will I feel that? When you think of the most like hierarchical person in your life, that person is your mother or your father. Ever ask that question no. to them. I think like if we're doing, you know, intuitively, I know that the the root idea of this question of feeling like you're an adult doesn't really exist. Like we were saying earlier, there's you're kind of told you mean certain, the answer, doesn't it? Yeah, you're kind of told at certain stages of your life that you will your perspective will shift. So like we were talking about when you have a child. Yeah. You're told that, you know, it'll all change for you once you have a child. Like, your perspective on the world will shift and it's this kind of awakening that you're expected to go through. But I don't think it actually exists for it. It's just a structure that you're kind of told to expect. Because if someone says as a child, if someone comes up to you and be like, you're always going to feel like this. Um, you're always going to feel kind of lost and that you don't know what you're doing and you don't have a very good sense of self and that will continue until the day you die. Yeah. It's quite a horrible, um, horrible concept. So, like, I'm asking this question and I know realistically that there isn't one thing that would make someone feel like an adult. I know that's something I need to work on in myself because, like you said, there's... I am a certain age, you know, when I think about... When I was a child, what I viewed as being an adult, it's having certain responsibilities and having certain autonomy over your life. And I tick those boxes, you know. But I don't tick the sort of the internal side of things, the spiritual side of things. I don't feel them internalised. I can look at these, these things that I think represent adulthood, but I don't feel them about myself. Couldn't agree more. So um, not to usurp you, but like... As humans, um, if we're lucky enough, we will get to you know the, a ripe old age, and with that comes um, this expectation because it has been drilled into you via um, you know parents, um, older relatives, blah blah blah, and that notion of oh one day it'll. You know, you know, you'll feel like this, or when you have a child, it'll just click. And it, these are all um, sound bites. Mm. And um, I very recently became uh, a father and was um, expectant. I thought I would feel different and wanted to feel different. I wanted it. You know, I wanted to think like, you know, when when my son came in uh, to the world, that I would feel different, or I would, I don't know, want to work harder, want to be a better person, or you know, anything that, whatever, whatever, when that happened to to me, something would change, and that shift would change because I've been told, everyone yeah. has been told. 
and it didn't. I, I, I still feel lost. I still feel like confused, and I'm still scared. And I don't know if that will ever change. I, 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 I don't think. Um, I, I think it's just a, it's just, it's just a dream, which is pretty like dramatically sad. But you know, it's just. Mm. Maybe that is the point of enlightenment. <laughs> yeah. Although there is no... Yeah, yeah, yeah you realise yeah. that it's, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's it's an strange, easy yeah. answer to a hard question, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and it's also difficult when you're, like, the like the father. Mm. Like, if you're a mother and you have nine months of connection and that kind of stuff and then you give birth, that, mm. I, I can't imagine that connection. Weird, it's like I, I still don't feel enormously connected. Obviously... You know, innately, I love that child, yeah. but that connection because it's so vulnerable and you know can't lift yeah. his head and that kind of stuff. So I don't have a connection to that as a you can't talk. You can't person, talk to him. You know, yeah. it's, it's difficult. <laughs> Honestly, having a child is really confusing. It does sound really difficult. Like up when he's able to talk to you and you know you get some sort of feedback. I imagine it will be easier to build up a bond but like when I think about you know friendships and how I build friendships with people it's through conversation yeah <laughs> and then you've yeah. got this little thing that you're like totally you know you totally in control of and it's it relies on you for everything but you don't there's no there's no feedback yeah because <laughs> he hasn't even learned how to yeah portray any yeah. of this stuff like Ruth is a like a natural mother so her connection I, again she held this turbine you know? mm, yeah and she is exactly the stereotypical mother she is i mean amazing like like earth shatteringly amazing and i feel um a little i don't know i feel a little sad because i'm i, I pale in comparison to her and I feel like I'm forced to have this connection. Obviously, I feel connected to him, but I don't feel what she feels. Mm. And it makes that makes me feel really sad. And I don't know, it's weird. I guess that's a it's part of the, of, of the question, like, you know, will I ever be happy and that kind of stuff. Like, I'm ex I was expected yeah. to feel something. And I do feel something, but it's not the be-all yeah. and end-all. But it's such a new thing, and it's like it's a major change in your life. Like, you're still kind of you know that transition period between the life you had before and your new life as a as a father is still kind of ongoing right yeah. and it's going to be ongoing for a while like yeah. I don't think you'll ever like wake up one day and things will have changed but maybe looking back from the future you'll realize like it's a gradual a I gradual can, shift I, I can imagine that as has been a, a man um it would be incremental it would yeah. be it's not going to be this earth-shattering click where all of a sudden I'm a different human. What's that Jim Carrey film? Um, Sunshine of... Eternal Sunshine yeah. of the Spotless Mind. That... Oh. I know, <laughs> fucking brutal. Jesus webs. Really brutal. But who yeah. has watched that film without thinking, God, I wish that was true? Yeah. I wish I could erase an enormous part of my life. With that in mind, with everything that I've done and, and seen... It would be foolish to expect for me to just click my fingers and then forget everything I've seen and be a different yeah. person. I don't know. It's just no, no. I, I think you're right. I, you know, all, all I'd say is, well, you know, what what you said, Sarah. Think of, you know, 
motherhood as being like the you know oh it's scientific it's a biological change you know that you know a mother's hardwired to you know have this uh, connection this the chemistry theory, yeah. with their child but you know that's a connection that was still been made over nine months mm. minimum you know and to be fair to you the role of a father is different to to the role of um, a mother you know the, Ultimately, whatever relationship you have with your son is going to be, uh, you know, not better or worse or closer or, or, or further apart, but it's going to be different to whatever relationship the mother has with the kid. That's just fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? That's just simple fact. Yeah. And that's nothing to be uh, scared of or, or, or and, you know, I, I know you know this, but it's nothing to for you to look at and be like, you know, Oh man, I, I was it. I, you know, I really thought there would be this this eureka moment, this this epiphany, because you know the the truth is, you know, your wife might be sitting there in in three years thinking, why why the fuck don't I have that connection with, mm. with my kid? You know, mm. having this relationship with with your child. You know what? Um, I don't want to uh, be very self indulgent. I don't imagine Ruth ever listening to this. I kind of, I will speak to her, like, via this. And I love her more than anything I could, I could put into words. I adore her. I think she's fabulous. Um, and I think as a mother, I think she's unbelievable. And um, I'm, 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 I feel jealous. There is a... a for lack of a better word, there is a jealousy in me because the way I see her and, and that connection, that's innate. That's a, a cellular level. Like she has the switch. It's on or off. It's yeah. something that I've never been, never, never seen. And I, and I think maybe the reason why I've mentioned it is because I don't feel that. I don't know if it's because I'm, you know, I'm just a father, but I, I, I want that. I want it. I, I want to feel how she feels, and at the moment I I don't because it, it's this beautiful boy who I, obviously I completely I love and adore. But at the moment it's it's just a you know it's just a it's just a, you know it's, it's yeah. just a baby you know yeah. you can't lift his head you know it's just a potato with arms no, and no, legs just, you know absolutely. and it's very difficult for me to <laughs> for me to have that connection. But I want that connection. I want it. You know, and I do feel jealous of, of her. So if you are listening to this, darling, I love you. I think you're outstanding and I want what you have. And hopefully over time I will eventually get that. Um, but it's it's tough, you know? Yeah, it sounds it's good. really tough. Like Everyone says when you have a child, the whole world will, will change and that kind of stuff. But yeah. when it doesn't, it's, it, I feel a little sad. I feel, yeah. Do you think other people believe it when they say that? Like, you know I what? Know I really if... don't know, and I, I can only hope not, yeah. because this ideal, this this idea of when you have this child, your entire yeah. world changes. You know what? I think that's Hollywood bullshit. Yeah. Because you're still a human. Everything that you've done. Yeah. It, you are that person. So I've gone 36, 37 years of who I am. Mm. I mean, the very idea, the notion that as soon as you have a child, you become a different or something, I think that's almost offensive. Yeah, I, I've always found it a bit strange, like the idea that you 
um, should expect or encourage the idea that the entire person that you was before is is just kind of gone or changes yeah yeah. and like well that doesn't none of that matters to me like it it should matter to you like the things that you've built before then especially the relationships yeah yeah. outside of family they should matter absolutely yeah because like not you, saying they're on equal standing but they should fucking matter otherwise society would crumble well, yeah yeah because <laughs> you are you know you are still that person you know yeah uh, perhaps it's because i'm older you know if Maybe. i was 20 and yeah. and then I, I didn't know any better i hadn't seen the things i've seen i haven't had relationships and blah blah, blah perhaps maybe it would be different perhaps. but maybe because i'm older and have a a better connection with myself yeah it might be yeah maybe, maybe that might be the case it's strange it is strange <laughs> you know about the amoeba to rabbit explanation theory let's say you, you have a rabbit you just a, you picture a rabbit in your mind's eye mm-hmm. and and then you imagine the rabbit's father and that rabbit's father before it and that rabbit's father before it and you go back generations of rabbits going back in time yeah. if you stretch that that timeline far back enough eventually you're going to have like a single celled amoeba you know like like way back in time where you know it's distant distant ancestor yeah so at what point does that amoeba become a rabbit you know you know at what point you know if you if you if you could scroll along that entire timeline from start to finish you know you know the one end you've got a, a something that you say right that's a hundred percent that's a rabbit mm-hmm. yeah. and at the other end you're like that's a hundred percent not a rabbit yeah you know what is the, the 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 point where one becomes the other in science you can point to specific identifiers you know genetics and that kind of stuff right there's always going to be a point where you know if you if you scroll to one point it's like this is something that's not quite a rabbit but it's not quite a one-celled amoeba either, right? Um, but its spawn is also not a rabbit, right? And that thing's spawn isn't a rabbit either. There's still going to be that grey area where its offspring aren't quite there yet. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so, yeah. But the same thing can be applied to a human being on a day-to-day basis. If you looked, if you, if you took a picture of yourself, profile picture of yourself every single day of your life, and you could scroll through it, right. you know, all the way back to the date of your birth, you know, and so you could look at yourself in your 18th birthday and you could look at yourself in your 21st birthday or, or whatever. Or a random Thursday. Or, exactly, you know. And look to you yourself now compared to your 13-year-old self. Might as well be completely different human beings. There's, there's very little that connects them, really. But if you look at them you know, the, the day prior or the day after each one of those dates, um, you know, they're very, very similar. If you looked at a picture of yourself the day before the birth of your child mm. and a picture of yourself the day of the birth of your child and a picture of yourself the day after the birth of your child, for you, there is no physical change. There's no mm-hmm. overarching difference. If you scrolled along that, that, that timeline, there is... Can look at any picture of those and be like, you know, that's the same man. If you were to fast forward three years into a hypothetical future, you know, you you know, you could have changed radically. If I look at my, you know, I'm 27 now, but if I look at myself when I was 25, so a couple of years ago, you know, when I was I was still working at CEX, but I was like a different, you know, I was quiet and you know, I still hadn't come out to my parents. Yeah. 
uh, a different person. Issue I have with that though is just like I, it makes perfect sense to me, and like from personal experience, I I know that it's easier in hindsight to look back at something and see changes because, like you said, you can't you can't see the iterations day to day, but it can't always just be oh wait until the future and then look back. You know, should no, it needs sure. to be a better way of dealing with the day to day. Like if I don't feel like I have achieved something even if I can objectively go okay yeah yeah and I can't translate that into any positive feeling in myself it doesn't matter if in three years I can look back and go oh yeah you totally were doing better because it doesn't fucking help me <laughs> in the day-to-day you know yeah it's like yeah. so that Princess Caroline episode of Bojack yeah a whole <laughs> life can't be like oh I'll wait until a few years I'll wait until another few years because you do that until you're dead <laughs> <laughs> it's something that we don't talk about but what we do talk about are these pivotal moments. We don't talk about the years of drudgery in between. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and it is years. Yeah. It'd be much easier if you looked at one of those timelines of a human being. And at some point, you know, someone would be like, hang on, he's missing an arm now. Mm-hmm. Because that person had a car accident where an yeah. arm came off. Yeah. It's like, no, actually, I can tell there was one day where that person's <laughs> life changed. Yeah. Quite fundamentally. But like you can you can look back at a, at a picture of yourself as a child and you're kind of um, unrecognisable. Like you can see aspects, but you can see the changes. But like there's no way that you can go back into the mentality of your of yourself. You know, yeah. can't feel how I felt a few years ago and feel yeah. those differences in outlook. You know, I wish you could. I- I don't feel like I'm doing very well at this particular thing. And then you could go back into your brain a couple of years ago and then know how you felt about it then. You could actually measure the changes. I don't know. (laughs) No, that's a great question. Anyone who's spent time around people who have quite bad depression will know that, you know, these people will, they'll have, there'll be statements like, you know, you know, oh, God, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. You know, I can't see a way out of this. But you, you've you heard those statements in the past yeah. and you know that they made it out of it because they're here right now in the future, but obviously they don't they yeah. don't see it. Your, know, like, current perception of time is so, you know, it's so fucked up and so easily distorted as well. It's just, like, I said, it can feel like, you know, like COVID has shown us, like, we had a couple of years which felt like they didn't happen even though we were there every day going through them and going through like strange, you would think pivotal events, like the kind of things that you would be able to remember. You think you'd be able to say exactly, oh, this happened then and that happened then because it was all like, this shit's unprecedented. Yeah. But there was so much of it so soon that it's like, I, it's a, it's a blur. I couldn't even tell you how long we spent in lockdown. I couldn't tell you how long we spent, like in the shop like bare bones just trying I, c- I couldn't tell you any of that because mm. I couldn't I don't remember any of it it's mm. like my perception of that time is is completely buggered up but they were really pivotal pivotal moments yeah. it's like, interesting I've had uh, read a couple of bits where um, in the UK we had uh, three lockdowns uh, the first lockdown was three months and then it was a month and then three months yeah um, I've read things uh, you know like and the first lockdown, I, I grew to know myself and that kind of stuff. And so very similar to what we were talking about. Um, I caught absolute fucking horse shit on that. <laughs> because you, 
all thrown into a situation mm. where it, I mean, unprecedented, mm. unprecedented. You were living day by day, yeah. and it's very easy for us to. If we get to lockdown now for three months, it would be different. Yeah, because then we would know that at the end of the three months we come out of it and, yeah. and blah 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 we didn't all fucking implode but you know at that time we didn't know we knew yeah. it was guesswork complete guesswork and we and, didn't know how long it no, would be either. and I'm not surprised everyone ended up fucking drinking themselves to death because <laughs> it was ridiculous all it was a load of booze and a load of babies came out of it oh my god <laughs> so many so many just like didn't meet another child for however yeah. many months of their life which just yeah. Okay. Over um we can do this over another podcast. Um but uh there are certain moments in I, I guess in some ways this kind of ties into like growth and and that kind of stuff. What we're really good at as humans is suppressing negative moments in our life. Yeah. And uh covid is definitely one of them, but uh the other day, um, we had a conversation. Ruth and I had a conversation about what it was like when we were in hospital with Oscar, and we were there for eighteen days. And we had just, like, I can only uh, anything anyone in a negative, like super negative, like a war zone, that kind of stuff. So people would just go through it and then compartmentalize it and mm. not think about it because it was too harrowing to yeah. comprehend. We were talking about it, and in that evening. Uh, we we were you know what you know what had happened and what had transpired, and then in the evening Oscar started crying, and I burst into tears because I remembered what it was like when he was crying in hospital, and I had somehow, unbeknownst to me, put it into a little section of my brain where I just like hid it away. Um, it was horrendous in the hospital it was one of the worst experiences of my entire life and just kind of put it to one side i don't know how we do it i seriously don't know how we do it we somehow put it into some kind of disassociation it's, or... it's bonkers mm. it's absolutely bonkers and it, but it's moments like this where we can talk and do silly little parlor game and basically tarot is a parlor game right? yeah yeah but when you can take a moment to reflect and something as mundane as you know tarot cards and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's those moments when we can look and think about it. We don't have potentially if we were just going day by day by day, going to work, seeing your partner, having dinner, wiping yeah. a baby's ass, that kind of stuff. <laughs> just the drudgery of life. But if something like tarot can be paused for thought and just think to yourself, like I mm -hmm. ask a question. And this card has it, th that card gives you nothing. <laughs> that card is open to interpretation. It's all in the brain. It's like the astrology stuff we were talking about. Yeah. Like it's just little bits little you can bits. start. Um, yeah, I'm going to wrap it up there. I'm going to very quickly just give the summary of the card I got. So it was ten of um, cups, and cups is sort of. Uh, the equivalent of the um, hearts suit in there. So it's kind of got similar stuff. So it's all about uh, love and relationships. So oh, 10 shit. says, completion, love that radi radiates outward in all directions. The 10 of cups marks a moment of fulfillment and feelings at one with the world. So feeling at one with the world. And uh, yeah, this sort of love radiating outwards. So yeah, my question of, you know, 
am I ever gonna feel like <laughs> I'm in control of things kind of answered like I know my own outlook I know what I value and it's you know it's relationships and feeling uh close to people so I think yeah. if I was objective and sort of escaped this very easy you know black and white question of am I ever gonna feel like a grown-up I would realize that like you know if anything my outlook on life has changed and I know what I value so I may not be 100% there, but I'm at least part of the way towards kind of having the outlook that I believe comes with being an adult, you yeah. know? That's a very mature interpretation. Very mature. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Well, there you go. We're done. There you go. That's Tarot. Um, well, congratulations for listening to yeah. us, everyone at home. And if you're just joining us, uh, please rewind to the end. Uh, <laughs> you've missed a lot. Oh, honestly, you just go to the next one. And with that, we are wrapping up the exploration of tarot and the history of tarot. Thank you for joining me once again as we explore this sort of esoteric topic in a more loosely formatted structure with some friends. And it's a very natural way of dipping our toes into some slightly esoteric topics and topics that in our day-to-day lives we don't tend to really think about that much. We are absolute newbies to this, so... I hope you take everything we say with a big pinch of salt, but it's something that I really enjoyed doing, and even listening back, I really enjoyed the kind of conversations that it facilitated, so it's something I will definitely come back to. But this is Sarah from Weird Horizon. Um, You can find me on Twitter as Weird Horizon, and you can find me on Instagram as Weird Horizon Podcast, where I am slowly accumulating a library of occult and esoteric books, which I'm quite proud of, and it's honestly taking up too much of my time, but if you'd like to have a look at those, I will have a little bit of a haul upcoming, so um, come and have a look at that if that strikes your fancy, but for now, bye!